Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Well, hello to all our friends around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We're going to address something that pretty much everyone is challenged by. It's a subject matter that is generally serious and heavy, but stay with us. It's heavy. (laughs) So we wanted to title our show about it with a little more humor. We borrowed part of our title for this show from the inimitable Dewey Pigmeat Markham, American soul and comedy singer who released a hit song in 1968 called Here Comes the Judge. For his comedy routine, Here Come the Judge, he would sit on a high judge's bench dressed in a graduation cap and gown, often backed with music with a funky beat. For that, he is also sometimes considered a forerunner of rap. Well, we're calling our show today, Here Come the Judgments and What to Do About Them. How often have you been besieged with thoughts and feelings of judgment about yourself or others? You might see a homeless person who obviously hasn't had a shower or change of clothes in quite a while come toward you and think, oh, how filthy. Or you feel like you don't want the person to come too close to you. You might observe a young mother letting her child run around in a public place without much supervision and judge her to be irresponsible or not attentive enough. Have you ever inwardly beat yourself up because you decided you didn't do a good enough job with something? In fact, if you tracked all the judgment reactions that pop up within your mind throughout a single day, you might be quite surprised. Most of us don't consider ourselves to be judgmental. Hmm. Yet quite a bit of judgment passes through all our minds on a daily basis. Of course, the judgments themselves are not the problem. They only become problems when we give them power over our thinking, feeling, speech, and behavior. If, for example, when a judgment thought and feeling like you, that person is ugly, or this person is an idiot, pops up in your mind, as long as you don't resist it and act on it, no apparent harm is done to you or anyone else. Yet, how often do you react according to those judgments that seem to mm, come from nowhere? As we mentioned before several times on our show, that thoughts are thoughts, but they may not be your thoughts, even if you're the one thinking them. The same goes for feelings that you feel. Just because those thoughts seem to be in your head and the feelings seem to be in your body, they can just as easily be someone else's thoughts or feelings that you just happen to be picking up on. In fact, we have an ongoing teleclass series we have titled, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think, 
on this very subject because so many people don't know how psychic they really are. And everyone in the world is psychic, even people that don't believe in psychic abilities. I'm sure you've all felt what someone else was feeling. The only question is whether you were aware that you were feeling that what you were feeling didn't belong to you. If you ever were pretty happy and going along with when all of a sudden you got angry or sad when someone came to talk to you or just sat down next to you, what was that about? Chances were that you just happened to feel what that person was feeling. The same goes for somewhat for what someone else is thinking. You can easily pick that up, and yet in your head, it seems like you are the one thinking it. In a way, you can say you are thinking those thoughts, but it's much more like picking up on someone else's broadcast in your mind. It happens all the time. It's not unlike picking up a particular song that is being broadcast over the airwaves on your radio. That song was written by and is being sung by someone else, but it's your radio receiver that's picking it up. And how many times have you picked up songs that are just in the air? I know I have many times. It seems that most people don't realize this constant occurrence in their lives, so they simply assume that what thoughts and feelings that run through their minds must be all theirs and that they have to solve or act upon or stop. But if you try to do anything about those thoughts and feelings that you're only picking up on, then you get entangled in them and you get stuck rather than passing them by. One of the common thoughts that might not be yours that runs through your mind may be other people's judgments. Back to judgments. Often I hear people saying things like, I keep on hearing my father telling me in my head that I'm useless. Or every time I think about painting or artwork, I hear my high school art teacher telling me I should pursue something else because I can't even draw a straight line. Hmm, whose thoughts do you think those would be? Now, there is a huge difference in exercising good judgments and being in judgment or judging people and things. When we advise someone to exercise good judgment, We may be using the same word, judgment, but we are talking more about using wisdom and making your decisions. We're not talking about being judgmental or judgy, as people are saying these days. Wisdom is something we gain from living and from seeing the truth in our life experiences. Being judgmental, on the other hand, is acting out of preconceptions rather than from the truth. So what really is the purpose of judging and or creating a judgment about anyone or anything? If you examine all judgments, you might discover that judgment separates. Judgment in terms of being judgmental is a strategy to separate ourselves or more accurately, our pain from what threatens us. When we want to not get hurt again, we judge that which we were afraid of hurting us so that we can stay separate from it and protected from possible 
re-hurt. <laughs> Instead of just hurt, it's yeah, it's re-hurt. <laughs> like retreads, <laughs> retire. <laughs> retire is when you get tired all over again, right? Okay. Or you so, get new tires for your car. <laughs> <laughs> when we judge someone or something or even our own self, we're saying, back off. Don't come near me. Don't hurt me. Unwittingly, we're isolating ourselves from anything and anyone we're afraid could hurt us. It's a bit like parents training their kids to not talk to strangers or stay away from potential boogeymen. Of course, that may be closer to using your wisdom rather than being judgmental, but if you use it to divide yourself and isolate yourself against anyone or anything, then it's no longer wisdom. It becomes judgment. One of the chief characteristics of judgment pictures is fear. There is never any judgment without fear. Oh, wisdom, on the other hand, is never fear-driven. Compassion fuels wisdom, whereas fear fuels judgment and blame. When you judge someone, it's like you're stiff-arming that person away from you energetically. You know, if you've ever seen the Heisman Trophy given each year for outstanding performance in college football, it shows the football player running with one arm straight out to repel opponents. On a psychic energy level, when you judge someone or something, you're pushing that judgment energy against whoever or whatever you're afraid of in your attempt to protect your inner self and be safe. But that judgment energy actually divides you inside. It doesn't only divide you on the outside, but if you divide yourself, isolate yourself, separate yourself away, you're dividing yourself on the inside as well. Even when the judgment thought or energy is a positive one, as in judging someone as the best ever, or this person's so much better than me. Well, you're separating yourself from that person, right? Yeah. You might put a person on a pedestal way high above how you see yourself. Or you might see that person as horrible and way below how you see yourself. But either way, you push that person away from where you are. Judgment pictures held in your mind, even unconsciously, always damage the relationship you have with that person or thing. For one thing, the more judgment you hold in your mind about someone, the more you close yourself off from experiencing the truth of who that person really is. Your relationship with that person filters through the lens of judgment and colors it accordingly. You might also notice that when you become aware of judgment reactions in your mind about a certain person or situation or condition or, or something, they seem to come in a whole series of judgments, right? One seemingly confirming the other. If you become beholden to the judgment picture, you no longer are communicating or relating with the real person or the thing or whatever it is you're judging. Uh, 
you're then reacting to the judgment pictures about that person. Judgment pictures in your mind tend to serve as judge and jury against whomever it is that you're holding those judgments against. Even in a court of law, the defendant is considered innocent until proven guilty. Whenever you react to others in judgment, you've already judged the person to be guilty as charged without any real evidence. Without judgment, there's no blame, is there? Yeah. If you don't judge, you can't blame. (laughs) You need to be in judgment of someone before you can blame that person for anything. So anytime you become aware that you're blaming or wanting to blame someone for anything, there's judgment that's driving that blame. Judgment is your ego's weapon for dividing and conquering. When you judge, it makes the ego feel as if it has intellectual control over the person or situation. The ego uses judgment to feel safe. Judging gives us the appearance that we're separate from the crime, so to speak, and therefore not guilty or responsible. We can judge another so that we can be right. Yet a judgment always puts a wedge in our communication and relationship with whomever we place the judgment against. And we can never really judge someone else without first judging our own self the same way. That's an amazing, uh, that was an amazing revelation for me um, to look at that a number of years ago when I decided to pick up A Course in Miracles because they talk about that an awful lot, is when you are judging someone else, you're really judging yourself because and what some psychologists call that is projection. And sometimes when there's a certain thing that you judge over and over and over again, that's, that's sort of your, uh, let's say, tipping point of you know, needing to judge someone, that's usually because there's something within yourself that you're not wanting to look at that's pretty nasty. So, um, like we said, this is a heavy subject, but, you know, you can start to be amused by it when you start to become aware this is what you're doing. There were a couple of Bible quotes, and I don't have them exactly, but I'm going to say them here. Um that I like, and I'm not a big Bible person, by the way, but um, one of the things that Jesus said was, judge lest ye be judged. And I don't think he was talking about a court of law. You know, that's a place that people have created to try and be fair with criminals who might not be criminals and so forth. This is what you do with each other. When you judge someone else, you're opening yourself up for being judged. And then another thing he said, this is one of my favorites, because it's almost like a way to to think and live. And that is to please take the log out of your own eye before you reach over and take the sliver out of the other person's eye. So 
all of us have judged other people in times of our lives. But um, when we come back, I really want to talk about the difference between judgment and discernment. Michael was using another form of the word judgment, but discernment, I think, is also another good way to, um, let's say, tell what it is that's correct or the truth. Well, our second break is here. And so during this time, before the break comes, we like to tell you about what we have going on. We welcome you to join us for our very special remote Zoom workshop and weekend seminar this weekend to our German and English-speaking friends and students in Switzerland, Germany, and elsewhere. Grazie. On this Friday, May 21st, Michael will teach a workshop, Psychic Communication in Your Life, What It Is, What It Does, and What to Do With It to Heal Yourself. It's a fabulous two-hour workshop. Then on the weekend, May 22nd, 23rd, that's this Saturday and Sunday, He'll teach his in-depth and comprehensive weekend seminar titled Psychic Communication, Prayer Healing, and Living Your Most Joy-Filled Life. Michael will give these classes in English with immediate translation into German. Since both events will be out, will be online or by phone via Zoom globally, the schedule for the events will be different for different time zones, of course. For those of you in Switzerland or Central European time zone, the Friday workshop will be at 7 to 9 p.m. your time, and the weekend seminar will be given each day from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's so we can at least get a few hours sleep before we teach it or before Michael teaches it. Check our website, michaeltamura.com, for details in English along with contact information for the event organizer. Find out all the details and sign up online at the Forum Imlicht website. At for The website is imlicht.ch or contact Wolfgang Jaeger in German or English at forum at imlicht.ch. We'll be back to continue with Here Come the Judgments and What to Do About Them. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. 
Elevate your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. So, what are you to do when your mind announces to you, here come the judgments? (laughs) Well, that's what we've been exploring today on our show, so let's continue. We have a friend who uh, is a well-known author, Danian Brinkley, who wrote the book Saved by the Light. And in that book, he tells, by the way, it's an amazing book. If you've never read it, um, it's one of the most profound near-death experience stories you'll ever hear. But uh, he got hit by lightning. That's how he had his near-death experience, and it took him a really long time to recover. I think it was an enlightening experience. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think Daniel would laugh hearing you say that. (laughs) So as he was recovering, when he was finally well enough to get in his car and do things like go to the grocery store, sometimes it would take him a while to get out of his car. So he would just sit there for a few minutes to just recover and and get himself ready to move his body, which was in a lot of pain at the time. And one of the things that had happened to him when he was hit by lightning is all his telepathic abilities were wide open. He could hear everyone's thoughts, and it was kind kind of difficult. But one of the things that he said in that book, Saved by the Light, was if you all could really hear what you think all the time, you would really start to change yourself. He said when he was sitting in that parking lot and watching people walk by, he could hear the thoughts that people were thinking over and over and over again in their heads. And most, he said about, I don't know, large percentage of these people said really bad things about themselves. I'm so horrible. You know, what good am I? You know, those kind of thoughts. These are the hardest judgment thoughts of all. Yeah, inwardly beating yourself up. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, In fact, I had an experience, I I might have brought it up on the radio show once or twice already, but it was so interesting that um, it puts a question to to me about what's going to happen to our court systems when people become more telepathic. Um, I had been called up for jury duty, which I very dutifully showed up for, and I was the first one at the courthouse and they made me wait outside the room and shortly after I arrived I was just sitting there minding my own business and some woman comes and sits down right next to me and she doesn't turn to me or say hello so I just kept my own space and respected hers and suddenly because it was quiet in the courthouse there was hardly anybody there yet I started hearing her thoughts and she was saying things like, I am as guilty as, well, I'll say heck. I'm, <laughs> I'm as guilty as heck. I hope they don't see that. I'm so guilty. I'm so guilty. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, if I get called up for this jury, I'm going to be biased because telepathically, this woman, well, first off, 
I didn't know she was the defendant. <laughs> so I didn't pay it any mind at the time. So I forgot that important part of the story. But when we got in the courtroom and it turned out this woman was the defendant, I was very concerned about being called up for the jury because I was extremely biased. I heard her telepathically say she confession. Was, she telepathic was confession. <laughs> <laughs> and I did get, uh, they tried to put me as a, uh, one of those backup people for the jury, but what I was going to do was if they kept me, I was going to speak with someone about this problem because um, I would not have been uh, very much in her favor. Anyway, that's, you know, yeah. judgments, even when you're judging yourself and someone else is sitting nearby, well, what if I was a less conscious person but still telepathic and I heard that, I might have thought I was judging myself. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's one of the things that happens so often is, you know, we're we're all like central broadcasting stations. <laughs> In fact, all of you, you know, you're aware of everyone has an aura, right? There, there's the, the colors, bands of colors around a person's body. Well, that's, that's our broadcast. We're, we're communicating all the time. We're broadcasting our, our feelings and thoughts and intentions and, you know, what we would like and what we don't want and what we're afraid of. We're our purpose, our destination, everything. We're just broadcasting it, even when we are not aware we're doing that. Of course, a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to, you know, shut my mouth and don't say anything because I don't want anybody to know where I'm at and blah, blah, blah. It's really hilarious when when you're clairvoyant, especially when you're psychic and, and people are trying to hide something, you know, okay, don't look at me like this lady was so not aware that anybody could be psychic. Anybody could be telepathic. And so, of course, she's sitting next to Raphael, who's very telepathic, (laughs) and giving a telepathic confession. Not because she wanted to confess, but she was trying to, you know, deal with her guilt and and what am I going to do and all of that fear and and self-judgment. So... What happens? We're all broadcasting. Even things that we're not aware we're broadcasting. And this is why other people may have come up to you at times, <clears throat> and especially people who are sensitive and, and caring might come up to you and they care about you and, and they go, are you okay? And you go, well, of course I'm fine. I'm perfect. I'm great. <laughs> but are you really? Well, what are they picking up on that they're concerned about your well-being? And, um, or a person might, who's close to you might come up to you and you haven't said anything. You haven't thrown dishes across the plate or anything uh, or across the room <laughs> or anything like that. And, and the person comes up and says, are you angry? You know, uh, are you upset about something? Are you really angry about something? And, and you might go, what are you talking about? I'm fine, right? People do that all the time. They deny where they're at, and sometimes because they don't know. But someone else picks up on it even more than they're aware of. That was most of my childhood (laughs) of picking up what other people were feeling around me. And then the few times that I would broach the subject and, and, you know, 
have you enough courage to go up to that person and say, you know, are you okay or are you angry or why are you so sad or blah, blah, blah. And bam, I get shut out like no one's business. It's everything from you don't know what you're talking about and mind your own to mind your own business. (laughs) And so most of us are very, very, very sensitive when we're children and as we grow up, we keep on you know, having that door closed in our face so many times that most people tend to shut down that ability, those abilities, not just the one, but, but many different abilities because it's, it gets to be too painful. It gets to be hurtful. And, and the judgments that go with it, whether it's mind your own business or don't be so nosy or, uh, you know, it's none of your uh, concern or you don't know what you're talking about, whatever the judgment that comes back at you, if you examine in in your earlier part of your life and even yesterday or the day before, (laughs) how often did you get back some sort, some form of invalidation of what you were perceiving, what you what you were picking up from the other person, and and when you wanted to get a little confirmation, maybe, gee, is this how you're feeling? And and you get a flat out no, <laughs> even if it was more of what that person was going through. Then it it gets a little bit dicey where you start to go, well, I don't know what I'm talking about, or I don't know what I'm. You know, uh, I'm confused. You start to judge yourself based on other people's judgments of you earlier on in your life, where if you keep on getting those kinds of judgments back, and it doesn't, those judgments don't have to be uh, uh, verbally spoken. Most of the judgments that I experience from people and around people are not spoken not really necessarily acted upon in a in a obvious physical way they're just broadcasting it carrying it around just like this guilty woman who was the defendant in in uh, Raphael's jury uh, hearing thing and so what do you do with all that ah oh, the first thing is you got to start to pay attention and not get because awareness is the answer is the key. It's awareness. I often say awareness is 99.9% of the whole situation, the whole solution. The other 0.1% is kind of the doing of something usually. And um, But the, the, the biggest hurdle, if you want to put it that way, is, is becoming aware. Because when you're aware, you start to discern the truth of the matter rather than get all tangled up in all the lies. A judgment is always a lie. Huh, it's always. Good judgments, bad judgments, it's not the truth. It's, it could be about the truth, but it's not the truth itself. It's an image we make in our mind of some situation or person or condition or whatever. So when we start to focus on the judgment in our mind, we're just looking at a picture, like a photograph, or even a movie. And we're playing that movie over and over and over in our mind, 
and we're not communicating. We're not really looking at what really is going on. Ah, we're just en- enthralled in the movie, in the judgment. So when you start to have thoughts and feelings of judgment, very much like what Raphael is giving some examples of before, normally, you know, you might notice it when you first start to notice it, you'll notice it as thoughts with some emotion attached to it, right? Ooh, yuck. <laughs> I don't like your outfit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so the thought is, I don't like your outfit, but but there's definite feeling of, uh, <laughs> or don't come close to me, or, you know, don't bother me, don't bother me, don't bother me. How often do you, you, you walk into, oh, I, I love going into crowded elevators. <laughs> because so often, you know, once in a while it's not that way, but so often, even if there's one person in the elevator, everybody's looking at their feet, or, or nowadays, there's a good escape. Everybody's looking at their smartphones. They're texting or emailing or, you know, whatever, Facebooking or whatever it is. In the, in the 30 seconds or one minute, they're in the elevator with other strangers. And so there's, there's no communication. Everybody's all tight and, and closed off. And while they're looking at their phone very intently like it's the most important thing in the universe, they're broadcasting, don't talk to me, don't talk to me, don't talk to me, don't talk to me, you know, stay away from me, like that. It's, it's amazing. Not everybody, of course, but that's kind of a, a common occurrence. And so often when I go into an elevator, uh, well, these days, I haven't been in an elevator for over a year, <laughs> almost, two years. <laughs> almost two years. But when you do, it's, it's great to just say hello and, and, and break up that judgmental soup, all the judgments everybody's in. Uh, and they think they're in it about themselves first because they're judging themselves as, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to, you know, and so you guys, all, everybody just back off. <laughs> Stay away. Don't say anything to me. I'm busy. I'm busy. Whereas, whereas when, when you decide, you know, is this true? Well, sure. I'm busy all the time. But, but. It doesn't have to become a judgment, and it doesn't have to become a restriction. Oh, so then it's, you just say hello and open that space up. Then the judgment starts to go away. And any other images that people use to barricade themselves away from communication and away from who they really are. Huh. So number one thing is awareness, being aware. If you're not aware, there's judgment thoughts coming in and going out and all over the place in your mind, there's nothing much you can do about it. But once you become aware of the judgment thoughts and feelings, oh yeah, those, oh that's right, that's a judgmental thought and feeling. Ooh, yucky, you know, ooh, cooties. (laughs) Then the second thing, Once you're aware of something, then the next thing is communication, even communication with the thought itself. So you get the, oh, yuck, ah, get away from me, thought comes up, and it could be screaming in your mind. 
because that's the image, has the screaming part. You know? Then you could just get into a little amusement, laugh and to yourself and just go say hello to that image. Oh, hello there. It's just an image. It's no big deal. It's just an image. So by getting into a little humor and recognizing, oh, yeah, this is just an image. It's, it's an image with the thoughts and feelings and everything in it. And it seems real, like a movie is often a really well-made movie. Seems really real for a while. You get absorbed into it, and you get yourself absorbed out of it. It's, it's wake up from it. And then, oh, yeah, these judgment thoughts and feelings are not the bosses of me. They don't have to control my mind. They don't have to control my actions. They don't have to control how I feel about anything. Because do I want to live in this judgment? You know, this is such an important subject now more than ever. Because what's on the headlines every day? Some kind of racial uh, uh, hate crime or, or injustices starting to uh, be perpetrated on various People of certain kinds of color or certain genders or certain orientation to life, whatever. Notice how much of that is out there. And so we really have to address that. And where do those, all those kinds of uh, inhumane and unjust acts against one another come from? Right in the beginning, there's judgment. But remember, Judgment begins with fear. Ah, and then fear begets the judgment, and judgment begets the blame. And pretty soon you're putting the target on somebody's back and the first one to say, okay, let's all shoot that person, right? doesn't have to be that way. It's like taking all your inner stuff and throwing it on someone else. Yeah. Don't throw up on others. <laughs> oh, boy. Here come the judgments. Okay, our second break is coming up, and I wanted to let those of you interested in learning more about your psychic self, intuitive awareness, self-healing, and spiritual path that are psychic tools and life mastery practices for living your soul's purpose is our most comprehensive foundation MP3 audio self-study course we have. You can take it one class at a time or purchase one level of classes at a time um, along with the seminars and stuff that goes with it. It's really quite interesting. We also have nicknamed this course the Levels Course. For details, go to our Seminars, Courses, and Retreats tab under What We Do on our website. Or you can simply call our office at 530-926-926. 2650 and our assistant Noel, who knows everything about what we do, will be happy to assist you with questions regarding the course as well as with purchasing the classes. We'll return in a couple of minutes and we'll continue with Here Come the Judgments and What to Do About Them. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. 
Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's wonderful to have you back. We've been exploring the nature of judgments, why we create them, how it affects us, and what we can do about them. Let's get back to offering you a few more ways to get yourself out of judgments. Well, one of the methods I use is to always remind myself when I go to that space is to remember how much I love being judged. (laughs) I'm kidding. Really, no one likes to be judged. And I think because of that, uh, standing up and speaking in front of people is, I think, number two or number one on the list of what people are afraid of, even in some cases above dying. Yeah. Oh, yes. In most cases, it's been above dying. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, over my own lifetime, I've had the experiences of that, where um, the very first time I ever got on stage, I choked and I ran off, and for the and and everybody was very kind to me, but I felt like I had failed, and and so people that were kind of snickering about it, that is what affected me much more than, you know, people that supported me and said, "Okay, it was your first time on stage, blah blah blah, don't worry about it." I was performing music, and I had practice and practice. I was seventeen, and I had no idea about energy, and and what it meant when you got in front of a group and why people did choke is I didn't realize I was psychic and sensitive and all that attention just knocked me out of my body. And that happens a lot of times. But the other thing is to feel someone's judgment is really not a fun thing because it's usually not true. And even if it is, it's coming from that energy of judgment, which is a very negative energy. So when I go, when when something in my life is up and I'm looking at wanting to judge someone, I have to remind myself of that. I don't like to be judged. So maybe I won't judge that person. And like I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, judgment is never true. It's never true. But on top of that, 
If someone judges you, it's never your problem to solve it. Oh, wait a minute. If somebody judges that I'm not doing good enough, you know, and this and that, the other thing, don't I have to solve that? No, not their problem. When someone judges you, the person who's doing the judging, that's their problem to solve, not yours. So whenever anybody judges you, you have to first recognize, oh, yeah, this, this person is judging me. Okay, great. You know, go at it. Have fun. <laughs> Don't try to solve them judging you. It's not your problem so that you can't solve. You can never solve somebody else's judgment towards you. You, you just can't because you're not the one who created that judgment. Oh, they have to solve it, which also means the person who's doing the judging has to live with the judgment they're creating about who they think they're judging somebody else, right? But they're the ones, they're the only ones who have to live with that judgment. The person or persons they're judging don't have to take it at all. As long as they don't resist it, as, they, as long as they don't take it on as their problem to solve and, and appease this other person who's judging them and all that, as long as they don't do that, it's just like, oh, that person's judging me. How nice. You know, have a nice day. <laughs> it's, it's not as long as you don't take it on, as long as you don't try to solve it or fight it in any way or run away from it or resist it in any way, it's not your problem. And that person has to deal with it, not you. Uh, but why do we end up sucker punched? You know, when, when people judge you, it's like they throw a sucker punch. You are not expecting it, and then you react to the punch because it hurts. Oh, why does it hurt? Because you have judgment in yourself already. Uh, so one of the great things to do is... Recognize, oh, if that judgment that somebody throw, threw at me hurt, that means I have the same kind of judgment in myself about myself, about somebody else, about whatever. doesn't matter. It's holding me back. So what a great opportunity. While it's still kind of smarting and smoldering <laughs> and I'm going to angry and you're like that, I'm going to let go of the judgment that's within me. I'm not going to try to solve that person's judgment toward me. That's their problem. You know, they got to go deal with it or not. That's not even my concern. But whatever them throwing that judgment at me, the energy hit inside of my mind, inside of me, oh, that I could do something about. That's my reaction. It's it's just a automatic, you know, image that's like a reaction thing somebody pushes the button and you go whoa or you go out okay so do i want to keep that no so just call that up and go okay the judgment that this person's judgment lit up in me triggered in me i want to just bring that outside out of my space out of my mind and i'm going to put it into a just imagine a picture of a rose in front of you just decide, okay, let's, let's give this judgment that's my, within me 
Ah, into that rose and all remember everything's energy so the judgment's energy what you're feeling is energy just decide all the energy that you're experiencing as this judgment inside of you and the hurt and and whatever fear whatever else is there just let it all go into that rose and once you decide okay it's all in that rose imagine it all in that rose and then just imagine that whole rose image exploding with all that energy in it and it just neutralizes everything. Notice what happens. Now, as usual, for those of you who've listened to our shows before, uh, what will help are using other tools like the grounding tool. Uh, From the first chakra or just above the tip of your tailbone, just imagine that giant tree trunk all the way connecting you from the first chakra to the center of the earth. Ah, Okay, first thing to do, just remind yourself, oh yeah, if I'm upset, if I'm all twirling and whirling, I'm, you know, running around like a chicken with the head cut off, great. I'm not going to be able to do anything constructive anyway. Might as well ground myself. Ah, Okay, that helps a little or sometimes a lot. And once I'm grounded, oh, yeah, the center of my head. Just be aware in the center of my head where the more you become in the center of your head, the more neutrality you'll experience because right there in the very center is you, the permanent, the eternal, limitless spirit. So even if you just touch in with that part of you, just a tiny pin, pinhead point in the center of your head, Oh, already you're starting to let go of whatever upsets you. And you're starting to let go of trying to solve the other person's judging you and all that kind of stuff. So you're just letting go of that energy. And as you let go of that energy, when you're neutral, a lot of it, you can just ground it right off down the grounding cord. Give yourself a deep breath. And ah, another thing, lighten up. <laughs> Back in the 70s, early 70s, there was a uh, uh, rhythm blues song called Tighten Up, but this is lighten up. <laughs> so you lighten up and, and smile. You know, it's, it can't be that bad, right? What's bad is, is, oh, the judgment. You're feeling the judgment, you know. Raphael mentioned judgment never feels good. Of course it doesn't feel good because it's got fear and resistance and a lot of times, oh, and obviously blame. And a lot of times it has it comes with anger and hate of the person or the judgment. So it, it's not a fun thing by any, it's nobody's picnic, including the person creating that judgment and and giving it to you it's no picnic for them either did you ever see a happy person judging (laughs) or or when somebody's really happy they're not in judgment oh even if you get a person who's quite happy and then all of a sudden something triggers in them and they they end up judging well as long as they're judging they're no longer happy are they no observe people and you'll learn so much about yourself. And so then you can start to look at it and apply it to yourself and go, oh yeah, do I really want to be in this judgment? No. Ah, do I really want to suffer? That's another way to look at it. If you're in judgment, you're suffering. There's no two, two ways about it. So 
the question is, not only do I wish to be in this judgment any much longer, the real question for you would be, do I wish to suffer anymore? And if you are saying, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you are. So if you're saying you're going to go, you're going to go, uh, uh, I don't want to suffer. I, I'm not here to suffer. Life is not meant to be a, one of pain and suffering. That's why there's so much of it in the world is we're all learning. Oh, yeah, this isn't the truth. Pain and suffering is never, that's never the truth. So what is the truth? And when you start to turn your attention and awareness toward what is the real truth, not what it appears to be in the world because there's so much of it, just because there's a whole lot of pain and suffering in the world doesn't mean that's the truth. No. We're here to learn and by experience, look at, look around and see, oh, there's a lot of prejudice, a lot of hatred, a lot of, you know, discrimination of all kinds, a lot of judgments. What are we to learn from that? Oh, that brings about so much suffering. Do I want to stay there? No. Let's cut that suffering out. And... One of the ways you can start to do that in a big way is to start eliminating the judgment thoughts that pop up in your mind, and especially in reaction to other people and situations. Start practicing. And then you'll, you'll reduce not only your own suffering, but you'll start to reduce the suffering of others. Absolutely. And that includes <clears throat> groups of people Playing gossip games, that's also judgment. That's pure judgment. <laughs> yeah, and it, that creates karma and, and uh, entanglements you really don't want. Well, we've come to the end of our show once again. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed it and that it inspired you to dispense with judgment in your life. Be sure to join us again next Wednesday for our episode about a subject that's often difficult to talk about. Fear and what it's really about, your standoff against yourself. Remember, too, our special remote Zoom workshop Friday, May 21st weekend seminar event, uh, May 22 to 23, that's this weekend, taught in English with immediate translation into German, hosted by Forum im Licht in Zurich, Switzerland. Learn about psychic communication, prayer, healing, and living your most joy-filled life. This is a remote weekend, though. Find out all the details in German or to sign up online at the Forum Imlicht website, imlicht.ch, or contact Wolfgang Jaeger in German or English at forum at, let me say that again, forum at imlicht.ch. You can also check our website events calendar at michaeltamora.com for this weekend to get the details in English. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. <laughs>